Good morning, Top Ten Rivalry followers. On a Tuesday morning, it's Wild Card Day. And so we're excited. I brought one of my favorite guests in to talk about the Wild Card because of his team. He's just awesome all around. So anyways, I got John back in the house. He's a Rays fan. Good morning, John. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Great, man. How are you? It's been a while since we've talked. It has, uh, you know, I'm, I'm chilling. I, uh, based on the start of the season, you know, you could complain about how it's gone, but I, I couldn't be happier. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm jazzed about how it's going. I'm really excited to kick off wild card, uh, wild card week. Really excited to have a series here in the trap. I'll be going tomorrow. So super excited. Perfect. So tell me about the Rays ups and downs in, in 2023. So it's it's a weird year. This was the uh, the twenty fifth anniversary team. This was the first uh, the first year for the team. And, you know, obviously kicked it off the right way. Longest winning streak in uh, in franchise history. Longest home winning streak in franchise history. So uh, you know, it's it's super exciting. But there there are downsides to that. This is probably the most publicized the Rays have been since two thousand eight. Um, like at least in the regular season, this is the most the Rays have been talked about. So with that comes a lot of public eye. So dealing with things like, you know, the ups and downs of the uh, of the season, you know, coming down off that winning streak. And obviously the elephant in the room is, you know, what happened with Wander Franco. You know, it's uh, it's weird to have voices talking about my team that I don't usually hear. Um, like I, there, there's a lot of punditry going on that does not usually revolve around my team. So that's been odd to adjust to. But, you know, on the flip side of the of being in the public eye is there's a lot of young guys that have emerged that, you know, are getting their due that wouldn't usually because they're playing in the trap. You know, uh, Jose Siri, Josh Lowe and uh, Isak Paredes uh, have all had breakouts in their own right this year. Um, they had 76 home runs between the three of them. Um, uh, like that's huge. Josh Lowe joined the 2030 club on um, on Wednesday, the 27th. So that's, that's huge for a guy that, you know, a lot of fans, including myself in a sense, were you know, not sold on Isak Paredes came over in the Austin Meadows trade. So, you know, you, you worry about what you're giving up, but the Rays did a raise. Um, and then Jose Siri was the heir apparent to Kevin Kiermeyer. So, you know, there's, there's always skepticism when you're replacing, you know, the longest tenured member of your franchise. Um, and then, The, uh, the flip side of it, between Shane McClanahan, Drew Rasmussen, and Jeffrey Springs was a fantastic start to the season. All three of them uh, are down. I believe all three had Tommy John. So it was on guys like Tyler Glasnow and Zach Eflin to, you know, be the veteran leadership. And I don't put a ton of stock into pitching wins as a, as a pitching stat, but Eflin leads the American League in pitching wins. There is, there is some merit to that. Um, and then the bullpen has been fantastic. You know, Robert Stevenson, Sean Armstrong, and Colin Poche. Uh, of the three of them, the lowest ERA plus is 176 in a raise. Some some really big positives in the Rays doing raise things and you know making something out of nothing in a year that we were ravaged by injury even worse than we have been in recent you know recent years. Yeah, no, that's the, very true, very true. Um, and I and I agree with you. I don't put a lot in the the pitchers win anymore because. Mm-hmm. Gosh, they've changed baseball so much. And yeah. I was on a podcast. I was filming a podcast recently, and I also said this on a live. 
I don't know that we're ever going to see a 300 win pitcher ever again yeah. in a career. They just don't pitch long enough. You there's know? there's and, so many things that have to go right. Uh-huh. You know, it's true. It's true. Um, okay, so tell me the flip side to this coin. So tell me where the Rays could struggle in the playoffs. I mean, obviously they're starting today, but tell me where they could struggle. Right. So the uh, the arms, besides you know, like the major injuries, Shane Boz, Shane McClanahan, Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen, guys that haven't played for you know months at this point, if not years, those are known injuries and those hurt walking into the postseason. Solid. So those arms aren't what worries me. Um, what worries me is uh, there are some experienced bats that are uh, dinged up right now. Uh, Yandy Diaz is day to day. Luke Rayleigh is hurt. Brandon Lau is probably going to miss the entire postseason. Um, you know, there there are guys like Jonathan Aranda and Vidal Bruhan, even Curtis Mead, these young, inexperienced guys that will be taking key at bats for us in the postseason. And they are surrounded by guys that, you know, were there last year and, you know, have experience, but it's, it's worrisome that we're playing such inexperience in high leverage situations because we don't have much of a choice. You know, these guys have performed all regular season. A lot of these guys, season is different. It's a different animal. You see, you see it all the time where, you know, the team that wins the world series or the team that makes it to the world series is the hottest team. You know, I don't think it's a hot take to say, that the Phillies were not the best team on paper in the National League last year, but they were the hottest team in the second half, and they were the hottest team in the postseason, and that got them to the World Series, and they deserved every bit of that. But it it takes talent as much as it takes, you know, that talent getting recognized at the right time, you guys getting hot at the right time. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Rays, as of right now, just came off a two-game sweep of the Red Sox. Um, and then we closed the season out with Toronto, which – you know, it looks like we're going to be playing, you know, today and tomorrow, hopefully just those two days and we close out the series. <laughs> but, you know, a, a strong yeah. end of the season is crucial for walking into the playoffs. You don't you don't halt and flip momentum going into the playoffs. You have to carry some of it with you. So so you just brought up a good point. I actually like the way that the MLB um, um, the MLB has handled this round of the playoffs because last year remember it's like an eight or nine game or eight or nine day stretch when you had the you know if you won the division you had to buy I think it was like nine days mm-hmm. left this year it's the all-star break this year they play yeah. on Sunday and then they play on Saturday again so they have five days off that's it right it's not the disadvantage of taking hey nine days off and you got to mentally get prepared again so I like that um tell me what the uh Tell me what the Rays need to do in order to get back to the series. So the it's it's very similar to what I said in the uh, the season preview, and I, I do want to pat myself on the back for a second. <laughs> I predicted, I you know, if memory serves, I predicted the Rays to finish second, uh, and I said that Baltimore was as scary as any team in the American League East. So yes. I I am going to pat Nailed myself it. on the back, but but by that same token, if you know, and I, I never want to put the cart before the horse, but if we make it through Toronto and then we get to the division series and it's Baltimore, you know, those those are two solid teams. If if we're gonna get through them, the bats have to be there to play. The the bullpen has proven they can do it. The bullpen are experienced guys, maybe not experienced in the postseason, but mo- a majority of the bullpen are, you know, MLB veterans. Um, 
our starting rotation as of right now are, you know, veterans that have been there. It's the bats that have to perform, and it's going to be those young guys that have to perform. I'm not certain on what the uh, the formation of the uh, postseason roster looks like, but guys, like I said, guys like Jonathan Aranda, Vidal Brujan, Curtis Mead, and even then, guys that haven't taken a ton of postseason at-bats in the form of, like, Taylor Walls and Josh Lowe. If we get to if we get to the Baltimore series, you know, look out for Randy Rosarena, right? There's two things Randy Rosarena likes doing, and it's hitting in the big moment, and it's hitting against Baltimore. So if you like, if you're looking yeah. for a guy to uh, to hit your wagon to and say, you know, this guy's going to do it, it's Randy Rosarena. But there's eight other guys in the lineup. You know, so true. Like Renee, so true. Renee Pinto is our catcher right now. He's sort of taking the lion's share of the work from uh, Christian Bethencourt, and he's been hitting great. Renee Pinto wasn't even on the postseason roster last year. It was Bethencourt and Mejia. So this this is a guy that's going to start most of these games at catcher, uh, possibly, and he has no experience. So it's we we need the veterans to step up, and we need the young guys to you know fake it till you make it, act like you've been there before, even though they haven't. You know. So who do you uh, who wouldn't you want to face from the National League in the World Series? So from the National League, I, you know, no offense, right? And this is a compliment if you think about it. I want nothing to do with L.A. or Atlanta. I want <laughs> nothing to do with them. And yeah. on the American League side, I want nothing to do with Houston. And it's because those are the most experienced rosters. Mm. You know, if, yeah. if, we can, if we can have a path to the World Series that looks something like Toronto, Baltimore, and then Seattle – I don't even want to play Seattle because Seattle plays us tough. Uh, if we could play Texas and then get to those series and it's, you know, the Brewers, uh, I would honestly take the Philly. He's over it or some, you know, obviously you'd rather a, a lower seed than Atlanta or uh, LA, but it's not just that they're, uh, they're both 90, 98, hundred win teams or whatever they're sitting at. It's the way those teams are constructed. They are just, so good and so experienced. That core in Atlanta is fantastic. L.A. rolling out a platoon of like any lineup that has Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts in it. I don't want to see in May, and I don't even want to think about now. If 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 we can see, you know, God willing, we make it to the series. If we can see any team that isn't Atlanta or Los Angeles. I, I like our chances. If it does get to the point where it's us two, you know, the uh, the odds start to shift. Uh, yeah. Not in our favor. So. Well, well and I, I like your analysis. This is why I like having you on, because I like your analysis and you're, you're not just a homer saying, oh, it's the Rays, it's the Rays, it's no, I, the Rays. You, you recognize the fact that there's some teams out there. The Dodgers are playing with house money because, oh, yeah. honestly – at the beginning of the season, you and I could both agree on paper it was going to be the Mets against the Padres in the championship series, mm-hmm. period, on paper, right? Um, obviously, that didn't work out for either team. Yeah. So the Dodgers are playing with house money. The, the question now becomes is how far does it go? Phillies are doing exactly what they did last year, though, so watch out. Mm-hmm. They oh, got yeah. hot at the right time. Hot at the right so, time. Um, but then Ronald Acuna is like a 200 500 person sold 500 bases mm-hmm. this season, hit 100 home runs. I mean, this yep. guy's doing things. Did you think that the big bases were going to have that big of an impact? 70 is is just absurd. No, it. 
I didn't, um, but I don't know if you've seen the new bases versus last season's bases side by side. It does. It is. It is a bit of a difference. It is. Definitely it is a significant. Yeah. Who, it is significant. Who do you have as the MVP? Do you have it as Mookie? No. Okay. So let me let me tell you this. If Ronald Acuna was not doing Ronald Acuna Jr. was not doing what he's doing right now, mm-hmm. okay, I would say probably Freddie. 50, then I would so, say, uh, yeah. Then I'd say Matt Olson. Then I'd say Mookie Betts. Okay, interesting. Because um, Freddie Freeman is the first player in Major League Baseball history, Major League Baseball history to mm-hmm. have over two hundred hits, over uh, fifty-five doubles over 20 stolen bases and 100 RBIs. I think he's the only guy with like 55 doubles in a century or something like that. Like something something just insane. Yeah. Now Mookie gets more publicity than Freddie cuz Mookie's a little bit more flashy. Mm-hmm. But um but I if the if the voters vote for those that are voting for this, if they vote for Ronald Acuña, great. If they vote for Matt Olson, great. Matt Olson has over 50 home runs, like 130 RBIs. Great. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. Mookie or Freddie, you can't go wrong there. So you have four opportunities. But it's really, really, really hard for a guy that's batting over 320 with um, 70 stolen bases and 40 home runs not to give him the MVP. He's I got mean, over I, 200 hits, too. Like this. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's crazy. This, I mean, this has been a fantastic season of baseball. This – uh-huh. This will be – It's. I don't I, – I agree. I don't. But these are four guys that have a case in any other year. I, oh, I yeah. think we, we have been spoiled. And the, the prospect of getting to watch Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna versus uh, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman in the NLCS is like must-see baseball for anybody that likes baseball and for anybody that likes sports. If you're not a baseball guy, and that's the first series you watch where you actually pay attention and care about baseball. You know, like it may not get better than that ever. And honestly, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that may be the peak. Uh huh. Yeah. No, honestly, I want to be a homer and I want to say one of those two Mookie or Freddie gets it, but I can't, I mean, Ronald Acuna has done too good. You just, you can't. And it's, but again, if you remove him out of the equation, Matt, Freddie, or Mookie deserve it. I mean, what's what's amazing, and you're not going to like this stat, but this is – I don't know if you know this or not. So, obviously, Aaron Arson Judge broke our bullpen door and yes. was out for like a month and a half. Did you know that his combined total of home runs this season and last seasons, last season equals 99 home runs in two seasons? As – as speaking as a sports fan, I have I've almost reached a point where I don't hate anymore. Like I realized so football is going on right now and I'm a Dolphins fan. So I realized going into the Dolphins Patriots game, why do I hate the Patriots more than the Dolphins players? Right? Why 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 do I hate? I'm just watching, I'm rooting for my team. And I think speaking speaking from an objective point, Aaron Judge was a huge part of that. I'm yeah. I'm a Rays fan. I, I don't like the Yankees. I'm not supposed to like Yankees players. Aaron Judge is, you know, a great captain, and he deserves every bit of that praise. I cannot find a bone in my body to hate Aaron Judge. And because I can't do that, I feel like I've lost my fastball as a hater. So I, I, I've sort of eased up on, on hating and, you know, being competitive 
for a team I don't play for. Like, I don't play for the Rays. I'm not playing third base. I, I'm not going to talk trash about Toronto because I'm not going out there and hitting against them. What I am going to say is that my team is good and I'm rooting for them. But, you know. It, well, and, and honestly. It's such a special place right now. It's, it's so exciting. Yeah, honestly. I, I mean, so I did some math the other day. With his current home runs and the trajectory that he's on, minus, you know, some attrition with age, right? He plays out that entire contract. Let's say he stays healthy enough to play 140 games a season or 150 games a season, playing out that contract. He's on pace to have 600 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's no joke. And that's, again, 62 home So we, we probably lost – 10 or 12 home runs for him this season. So now you're looking at it from a perspective of, Hey, this guy's hitting 110 home runs every two seasons. Mm -hmm. Unheard of. And you know, he's not doing steroids. He's just a big boy. Exactly. And a strong kid. Right. But it's, it's so weird because you have like sports math is weird because you're exactly right. in like the pacing and everything like that, but you have like the bat, the downside of that, playing the other corner outfield position in New York, right? You have a guy that was, you know, slugging and on an all-time pace, and then his his legs go out from under him. And he's, you know, he's a guy that hits 30 home runs a year and is a negative war guy. He's, he's a guy that's a 30-homer guy a year and won't be on a roster in two years. It's so so here's here's what's interesting. And this is a this is a different podcast, and I'm actually gonna put you on this mm-hmm. podcast when I do it because I'm going to have about 10 and 12 guys and gals. This is why the Yankees do not chase after Shohei Otani. Everybody's going to make them an offer, right, just to say they were competitive, just for Mm -hmm. their fan base. But Shohei's cost himself some money, you know, being hurt. So imagine for a second that the, the Yankees pay Shohei, and they sign him, and they pay him $200 million for five seasons. Mm -hmm. Okay? So – no no pitching the first season and the other four seasons we'll see what he gets from the mound right but let's because normally he was going to get a 10-year contract but we're going to make him earn that 10-year contract right now you're paying him 40 million dollars so what happens when Aaron Judge gets hurt again and he can't play the outfield who are you going to bench Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani and who's the other one that's going to hit DH you can't do it what's going to happen when What's going to happen when $130 million a year of your outfield is on the IL at the same time? Exactly. That's why That's why there, I think there's only – if Shohei wants to compete for a title, which he says he does, there's only two places and two places only he can sign. Mm-hmm. And this is – I'm tipping my hat, but you and I will talk about this in detail when I have the Shohei show. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Baltimore and Seattle. Because they're, they're young teams. I've been pounding the the uh, the Baltimore drum uh, for months, and it's partially because I think it's going to happen, and partially because I know that I have terrible luck. And the more I say it's going to happen, the more likely it is that he goes somewhere else. If if I start telling people, mark my words, Shohei Otani is an Oriole, then the divine whatever a fool, and he'll play for the Arizona Diamondbacks or something. I. I if if I stake a claim, I have to be wrong. That's why that's why my preseason prediction I, I had to pat myself on the back. I I very rarely 
for as much sports as I watch and as analytical as I feel like I am, I very rarely get it right. So, yeah, you're you're nailing that. So I I love that. Um, okay, so let's um, I and, and we're gonna save that for the showcase show because you okay. and I can talk about this all night. Oh yeah, and I would. Oh yeah, nothing would make me more happy. Trust me. <laughs> um, okay, I know. Final question. Okay. Let's assume the Rays don't get into the big dance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you realistically see from both leagues, and then who wins the ring? I think it plays out exactly like the 2021 series. Okay. Uh, the, I, I think Atlanta is the deepest team. I, Atlanta's starting rotation, I think. Sains Julio Urias, I think Atlanta's – rotation is a bit better and then i think like it's it's so insane how important experience is come postseason and houston is far and away the most experienced team in the american league far 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 and away Perfect. um so i i think it's going to be houston atlanta and i think atlanta takes it again okay okay there you go there you go i i like the analysis and mm-hmm. which means okay. it's going to be baltimore uh chicago okay yeah. Okay. Because I because it's the opposite of what I predicted. The the only two teams I think that are, are red hot right now going in, and mm-hmm. forget what the Dodgers have done and forget what the Braves have done. Red hot kicking it up at the end is Minnesota and Philadelphia. So yeah, don't sleep on either of those teams. I forget Minnesota's even in. there. The central the central is so so weird. I forgot Minnesota was even there. Yeah, a, a lot of people, even people in Minnesota, forget that Minnesota's. Mm. Um, top 10 rivalry followers, this is John. We are going to have him on. Again, he's been a guest on a couple of different times. Fantastic sports mind, fantastic mind when it comes to um, when it comes to the Rays baseball. So, John, we're going to do this again. We're definitely going to have you on a bunch during what I refer to as the long national nightmare, a.k.a. the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> and so... We'll get you on again, but thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on the Rays, and thanks for spending your Tuesday morning with me as as the playoffs start. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for giving me the uh, the chance to talk about uh, you know my first love, the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, hopefully, I've spread the gospel, and somebody hears this and you know flips their <laughs> allegiance to us, or at least it, stops stops saying that there's no Rays fans at the very least. That's that's yeah, my goal. Look- is to prove there's at least a couple of us. Listen, there's a few of you out there for sure. For at sure, the top's going to be rocking. Oh yeah, the anytime they open up the uh, the upper deck, it'll be uh, it'll be raucous. I think is the word I'd use. So love it, love it. All right, my friend, have a good Tuesday morning. Top fan rivalry followers, make sure you're following John on Instagram. Um, again, great baseball guy, great baseball content, and we will talk to you soon, John. All right, thank you so much for having me. You guys have a good one. You got it.